You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lines. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. What's good, everybody? Robin here checking in on a brand new episode of Pillow Talk. And as always, I appreciate you for tuning in like you do. Make sure you subscribe to Pillow Talk streaming on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio and Divergent Media. Y'all already know, anytime I go live with my guests, we live on Facebook, Pillow Talk Podcast, and YouTube, Robin Bet. Bringing y'all today a super, super exclusive live interview with one of Atlanta's finest personalities, activists, and just boss women, okay? Miss Cree, questions with Cree, okay? She is so inspirational and inspiring, and she took some time to really dive into her work ethic, how she got into her business, and just a lot of the things she had to endure. One of the things I really, really loved about this interview was getting into censorship and how important it is as a creator to stay truly authentic to yourself. Cree, you are truly, truly, truly an icon. Keep listening. New episode dropping right now. Oh yeah, we official. We official like a whistle. What's up, everybody? Robin e here checking in on a brand new episode of Pillow Talk. And as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in with me, okay? Okay? Now, I am excited to have another amazing guest on the show, okay? We got a nice talk show radio legend coming on here right now, man, using her voice to the fullest capabilities to spread awareness and all of the above. I am super duper excited to have her. Y'all need to definitely make sure y'all show her some love, okay? Miss Cree coming on. Thank you so much. Yay! Yeah, that was a, a great intro. I've never been called radio legend. So I'm like, whoa, okay, that's new. We're gonna take that. We're gonna take that. Right, I'm like, here. I received that. I, I actually do receive that. Thank you so yeah, much. Of course. <laughs> you are very welcome. No, I love that. You are definitely doing your thing. I looked, you know, just over your Instagram um and I just saw how long you've been doing it. So you are a legend for sure. Long, long. I'm like, all right, y'all. Seriously, how much longer? <laughs> okay, look, they playing with you because you you overdue for that check. Okay, right, you overdue like, for that check. It's so simple. It's so what I'm asking for is so simple, and y'all just can't even do it. <laughs> can't do it. No, but thank you, Miss Cree, for coming on here. Um, I know you do a lot, so I definitely appreciate you taking out some time to chop it up with me. Now, are you residing in ATL right now, currently? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Shout out to the yeah. West Side. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite thing about ATL, about your city? What's your favorite thing? Um, I feel like I should all automatically know that, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Atlanta's changing. So right Ooh. now I'm in a space where I don't really have like a favorite because so much has changed. So I'm just, okay. it's kind of just bittersweet. It's like, okay, change is great, but 
thing. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I have never been to Atlanta. I only went to Spelman. So, like, if I came there, like, what would you be like, man? You need to do this. Like, when you come to Atlanta. Um, there's really so much. So, you definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely need to go to an Atlanta United game. So that's our soccer okay. team. Okay. And everybody in Atlanta or from Atlanta knows that Atlanta sports just are just trash. People just go just to go. Um, okay. but our soccer team is like winning all the time and the games are super like loud and people are standing up like it is an experience and then on top of that okay. your team gets to win and uh, i think the second year atlanta united was a thing they won the championship so they finally brought atlanta a championship so they like <laughs> okay like okay definitely need to go to a soccer game the hawks game is pretty nice too they did okay. pretty good this year as well um the belt line is pretty cool. Really, you can kill all the birds with the belt line stone because there's so much to do. You can ride your bike. They have different restaurants. They have black-owned restaurants. You get your nails done. They have margaritas, taco, like everything that yes. you could do or think about doing. If you go on the belt line, I promise you, you will find something to do and people to talk to, people to meet. Yes. I'm sold. I'm sold. That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, just I'm go on the there. line. And there's, <laughs> there's so many different. It's literally like a, um, I call it like the bike highway or the pedestrian highway because it just connects the entire city. So you could be on the belt line um, in Midtown and it'll connect you to the west side. You know what I'm saying? Or it'll connect you okay. to the east side. So it's all interconnected. And I wouldn't suggest walking because that's a long walk. But <laughs> if you had to, you get what I'm saying? You could definitely yeah. get on the belt line on this side of the city and end up on the other side. Yes, absolutely. You sold. <laughs> sold. I need to hire you as a tourist for the city because I'm sold now. You done sold me margaritas, tacos. I need to go, period. Right. Okay, right. I, love that. <laughs> I love that, though. But yes, Ms. Cree, you are in ATL and you are a renowned public speaker. You're a radio host and you're an activist. You know, you do a lot. You got a lot of titles. <laughs> yes, I, I have a lot of hats. I love a that. Lot of, a lot of different hats. I like them, though. I love my hats. You do. And you wear them all so beautifully, for sure. Yeah, so do. growing up for you, like, have you always been just a real talkative person, like not afraid to talk to different people or? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really, really been afraid. Um, I think the most I was ever afraid of was not like the people. I think it was more so like myself. Um, yeah. I don't, it's kind of weird to say, but I think I was more so just afraid of me doing too much, if that makes sense. Okay. It's like, okay, I know what's inside of me, but I don't want to get up here and it's too much for the people to handle. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. You were you censoring yourself a little bit. Censoring yeah, no, yourself. I definitely, I definitely will agree that I was. And mm. like with 2020, I'm just like, it was a a time for me to decensor myself, mm. if that makes sense. Because I definitely will admit that I was censoring myself. I was, um, um, what's it called? Um, diluting my light. Oh, okay. Um, like I was just doing that just to kind of make 
the people around me feel comfortable. Because you can't tell, but I'm 5'11". So I'm a pretty big person. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, Lex. Yes, Lex. I'm, like, I'm 5'11", and I usually wear heels. So I average yes, about You a whole model, is she? <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I don't say big. I'm a big person. And that can be very, you know, um, intimidating by two people. And then you have this voice. So it's like, let me just not do too much because I'm already like doing a lot. Just me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, <laughs> mm, that's interesting though. I would never, I mean, just hearing you talk now, I would never think there was once upon a time where you felt like, mm, let me really back a little bit. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no. I think it's not, it's not like a, oh, when I go in this room, I'm telling myself, okay, right. really, really bad, really bad. It's not that. It's more of just like a, in the back of my mind. Like, okay, you don't know how they're going to react. So just hold that down. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just a, a cautious, subconscious thing that just happens because I kind of feed off of energy. Mm. And sometimes I walk into a room and I can feel that hmm, I just might have shifted the energy for the worse. Not on purpose, though. <laughs> right. No, you're right. You can feel when energy shifts. You can definitely right. feel that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Get down. Well, you definitely been. <laughs> well, what kind of dog you got? Look, what kind of dog you got over there? A bully pit, and he oh. is, he's like, please, <laughs> please, can you just cut you, mommy? No, that's okay. <laughs> okay, no, but I love that. I mean, I love who you are now. Definitely, um, just saying how you want to uncensor yourself, like that's super dope. But you've been doing. You know, I would say being yourself for for the longest, especially with the questions with Creed. Yeah. Now, y'all know I had to do my research because, you know, I like to do that. But you've been doing this for a very long time. Like, yeah. how did that portion start for you, Questions with Creed? How did that start? Um, it's crazy. So that noise you hear is him running around. But <laughs> now, now, he's, now he's making noise. Um, so I kind of always, when I was younger, you know how people have, like, alliterations that match their name? Like, um, cooking with um Christina right. you get what I'm saying yeah like yeah there's there's they have something and I'm like dang nothing's gonna match my cue <laughs> I'm like nothing's gonna match my cue how am I gonna do this <laughs> when I um was an intern still at the radio station um we started doing this questions with Creed and it started out as like riddles so every day it was like a riddle and I never knew the answer to the question, but it was like a joke. It was in like a joking manner. Like, okay, tune in to questions with Cree to see, you know, what and what riddle she's not going to know tomorrow or something <laughs> like that. And they would ask me like obvious questions. It was like, one question was like, who's on the $20 bill? And I was like, dang, I don't know. <laughs> like, not that like, tried to come for you. Hold on. Right. So I'm saying, like, it was like, funny it was like stuff that I should know but I was like wow I just don't pay attention clearly <laughs> no. um I think one guy ended up trying me like when I was out he had said something smart alluding to the fact that I was like lacked intelligence and I was looking like hold on don't let questions with Cree fool you I'm not an idiot like right. um and so then that kind of made me realize okay well you never I know it's it's fun and, and jokes, but you never know how people are perceiving that, you know? 
And I'm like, look, I'm no dummy. So I was like, okay, I like questions with Cree because it, it's a cue. Um, but how do I make it make sense for me? Um, and literally, I sat down. I remember I was sitting in the dorm, in my dorm room. We had like a common space area. And I just started brainstorming on how to, um, I don't remember exactly what I Googled, but it was some fix. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. It was along the lines of like how to never expire. Like, you know how in media, everything, once it's printed, it expires and they have to find the next story and find the next story. And I was like, I don't want to make a living or make a life based off of finding what someone else is doing. You get what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't want to do that. Cause I'm like, that just seems like a a lot of anxiety like I can't keep up with all of this so no, for real um I, it just had like a list of different things and it was talking to the point of providing substance like you'll never expire if you provide substance or you'll you'll always leave something behind if you make people feel or if you appeal to their emotions and I'm like okay so how can I do that questions with Cree and then it says something like you have to create like a, a demand. Like, what do people need? And I was like, you know what? Mm. Everybody needs advice. Everybody. I don't care who it is. <laughs> a billionaire, a, a person on the street. Like, mm -hmm. it does not matter. Everyone needs advice and they seek it from whoever is close, whoever is reliable, like whoever. And it also never expires because what you're going through right now could be something I go through 10 years from now. Mm. But if you have that questions with Crete, oh, dang, let me go see what she's saying. What does she say about this topic? What does she say about that topic? Like, how can I maneuver through this? And so I was like, you know what? That's going to be it. I want to give advice. Yes. And it just kind of, the way that I did it, 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 it has grown. So I deleted a beginning, beginning questions with Crete off of there. It's still a little on there. But... I finally found like my groove after like I think it was year, a year and a half. I was like, okay, I like doing it this way because it's quick. It's like 90, 60 seconds, and I give you so much information that you have yeah. to watch it again. And I throw in like little jokes here and there, so it's it just come, it just come a long way. And then when I kind of started the whole censoring, I kind of put it on pause because I was just being an activist. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, yes. 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 Questions with Creed, though. So, yes. I've been working I on getting back it. into it. Yay. Yeah. I love it, though, really. I mean, seriously, y'all, these questions, I mean, people ask you all types of stuff. It ain't like it's just a basic, you know, oh, I argued with my wife. No, you didn't have people yeah, talk to you about all types of things. And and the, the crazy thing is, I have no idea. I don't know these people. Everything is anonymous. So when they go to my website, they literally type the question. It doesn't ask for a phone number. It doesn't ask for an email address. It asks for no name, nothing. It just is the question. And uh, I would type up the response. So I did it in like three different ways. And that was another thing I learned. I don't know if you've ever seen BAPS. Yes. Yes, um, ma'am. Okay. So <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, when she was like, they were trying to figure out they were going to go and audition for the video shoot. And she was saying good things come in three. And that's always like stuck with me. So I'm like, okay, you need to figure out how you can do it three different ways. 
So one way was on social media. The other way was through print, which is just like typing, um, which is on the website. And then the third way was in person. So I would do like in-person questions with Crees and I would have like a question cup. I love my little question cup. And everyone <laughs> had their question card. <laughs> and, yeah. and then we would write their question down. Um, and then we pass the question cup around. They put their cards in and we just start talking. And it was kind of like group therapy. I don't like saying that word because, you know, that scares people. But it, it essentially was relieving and it was releasing for a lot of people that came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm happy you said therapy, though, because I feel like it is in a sense like that's an outlet for people to kind of get some unsolicited advice on something that they need advice on. Yeah. And then you don't when there's like the audience part you still don't know, you know? So you can't even feel like someone's judging you. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I always keep that anonymous aspect to it just right. because th- I feel like that allows people to be a little more vulnerable. Like, right. oh, dang, that was my question, but no one knows that it was me. Or, right. dang, somebody else is going through that. That's exactly what I'm going through. You get what I'm saying? And now, exactly. and even some some people would come forward and be like, that was my question. And this is how I handled it. And so it was, Cree was just sitting there like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> more, wow. more. No, for real, I love though. This. I love this. I'm so happy for you guys. <laughs> Seriously. I know you done got some really wild stuff. Like, what do you do when you get those one question and you just like, oh, hell no. Like, for real, though? Like, how do you come up with a cohesive answer? <laughs> Honestly, I, I this is a trick that I do, and I don't know how I learned it, but <laughs> I am a firm believer that like most of the problems we have um, can either be fixed or like rendered in some way by us. So I'm really big on just starting with yourself. So for instance, like when I would work out in the gym in college, I would never use weights. I would always just work out with my body weight, because I wanted to make sure that I could, I didn't want to add extra weight to my life, if that makes sense. And that's a little like figuratively, um, but still, I definitely, when I'm answering the question, I let people know that it's up to them. So if you have a problem, you have to figure out what it is you want out of the situation, because most times there's problems and because we don't know what we want or we've lost sight of our why or we just, haven't taken the time to think about what the problem is and how to accomplish a solution, that's nine times out of ten the problem. So when people come to me with these this this craziness, I'm like, well, did you stop and think about what you want? Mm-hmm. Like, did you stop and just take a deep breath before you reacted? Did you stop and listen to understand versus listening to respond? And that usually is the problem. They weren't listening okay. to understand. They were just listening and they were just ready to respond. And it's like, right. you can't do that. Like you have, even if it's listening to yourself, like if there's no one there and there's a problem, if you step back and just listen to yourself, what do I want? And then what do I need? We don't do that. How many times do you do that? Because I have to remind myself to do that. Okay. I was going to say, I have to interject <laughs> that as much as possible, like yeah, all the time all the time yeah and it's it's I try to do my best to remind people that it always starts with you and like you have to be the change you wish to see Mm. but it's also 
really hard. Like, <laughs> not lying. It is hard. Accountability is hard for people. Like, accountability is really hard for folks. It's, and I'm like, with this last year, I'm like, I have held myself super, super accountable. And I'm like, this is really, really hard. Like, this is no joke. Like, the mind is something serious, okay? <laughs> you ain't lying. You, is, you are not lying. It is serious. So you're yeah. probably very big on mental health and, you know, making sure that you keep your mental intact, especially doing what you do. Like, what's one thing that you do outside from, like, affirmations, you know, or just positive thinking to keep your mental, like, in check? Honestly, I will burn sage. Um, okay. And my mom has really, like gone above and beyond educating me on like just energy and how it works and the different crystals and the full moon and really tapping into that that source you know because we have energy but there's also a source where we can get our mm -hmm. energy magnified you know um and so whenever i'm feeling just like oh, this is just stupid i'm just i'm just wasting my time i'm dumb this is dumb <laughs> um <laughs> i'll go and i'll burn sage mm. um deep breaths really do help um also there's this something called like frankincense and myrrh um, okay so I'll, I'll burn that as well um, and it's really just like a big old smokehouse. Like, it's just, <laughs> um, but I do that because I, I can feel it um, shifting the energy. So whatever negative energy I have, mm. I'll, I'll make it a point to shift that. And I don't know what this lady's name is, but I, um, I was watching her so long ago and it always stuck with me. She said, as soon as she said something about stopping to wait. Like, stop waiting. So when you have that negative thought, you have to instantly change it. Like, instantly change your mood. Like, don't allow it to take over you. And so that's what mm -hmm. I'll do. If I get down, I'll be like, no, what, Creed, no. That's not the type of day we had in. We're going to count to five. We're going to have a great day today. And and yes. after that, it just goes away. Like, <laughs> because I don't allow it. Um, and some days, I do allow it. You know, like there's definitely days where I'm just like, I don't feel like being positive. I'm over it. <laughs> right, right, like, right. This is just so dumb. But for the most part, it's just me, I guess, calming down. Yeah. Re asking myself, okay, Cree, why? Like, why do you feel this way? And what can we do to make you not feel this way? <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that inner shadow work right there, too, as well. Just identifying. Yeah, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> no i love that though because people need to realize that like a lot like you said a lot of problems usually start with self and i'm just happy right. you're expressing like how you take yourself out of the moment for a second get yourself mm -hmm. right and you know go back in it because you need that you need that self-check for sure yeah you need that self-check so I know that you are, uh, well, I said that you are a radio personality, and I see that you were working at Hot 107.9, mm -hmm. and currently there's a whole, you know, boycott situation that's going on right now with them and Radio 1, I believe, and other stations. So if you could just elaborate a little bit on that, we want to give some exposure because clearly it's, it's not going, yeah. going good. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so I was a radio personality at Hot 107.9 um, by way of Radio 1 Atlanta. 
by by way of Urban One. <laughs> so okay. the big company is Urban One. Urban Within One. Urban One, there are different companies. So there's TV One, um, some other ones that go on, and then there's Radio One. And okay. so Radio One, Atlanta, the Atlanta division, um, because there's different markets, was honestly one of the biggest markets in the company. Um, so the Atlanta market essentially kind of carried the rest of the other markets, you know, just I because believe it's a hub. It. I it's believe it. music, mm -hmm. black music, it's a thing, you know. And I had the pleasure of, you know, taking part in that particular station, which was overall, in retrospect, it was an amazing experience. I started out as an intern when I was like 17, 18. By the time my senior year came in college, I was on the radio um, and so there was a, a show called The Dirty Boys. And so this was like the number one, like afternoon, nighttime show from um, six to 10. Okay. And that's where I kind of started questions with Cree. Um, and then it eventually got on the radio and it was like, oh my gosh, wow. I, I set a goal, I've accomplished it. Yes. This is amazing. Yes. Um, but along that period, there were, there were micro and macro aggressions that would happen periodically mm. that I couldn't put my finger on. Like, that does not make sense. What is going on? Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, you're just like, scratching your head, like, what? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, mm. am I tripping? But then again, I also was literally like the youngest in the True. Radio Atlanta mm -hmm. One, Radio One Atlanta company. I was literally the youngest employee and mm. I'm just like all right this goes to that censorship I'm like all right look oh no I can't be the only one that see this like mm -hmm. and you know when you're younger you just like what that's going right. on like so I don't right. feel like I, I knew how to effectively communicate the discord and discomfort that I felt but it was there and it was there mm -hmm. all the time and I could never put my finger on it and I can remember people like Oh, you went to this, you went to this, how was this? And I was like, mm, it was okay. And they're like, mm. it was okay. I was like, yeah, it was straight. I was like, you didn't have fun. I was like, I mean, it was I don't I, like it was straight. Damn. Exactly. And they're like, <laughs> right. I'm like, Damn. like, do you like your job? And I'm like, yeah, I love it. And they're like, no, people that something ain't right. Right. And I I could never put my finger on why something wasn't right. Because I just I don't know. There was just I, my my judgment was extremely clouded. And of course it would be like, you're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. You're in college. Like you don't really know the terrors of the world yet. You know, like you kind of know, but you don't really know. Um, no. And so it didn't take until I got assaulted by a police officer. Mm. So um, it was A3C. And I was leaving. I was headed home, and we the station was hosting the the festival rather, and we had just brought like Lil Wayne on the stage, and child a stampede of people like came and like were running, and mm. they said that there was gunshots, but I I do not remember hearing gunshots at all. I think people mm. were reacting, or there was like a loud noise, and it was dark, so people started running. So you know, you see one person running, yeah, oh, you just start running. <laughs> I'm gonna run over, but they run it, so let me run too. I really think that it was just a chain reaction because okay. 
like afterwards there was no casualties there was no gun found like it was nothing um long story short i'm on my way home and police officer pulls me out of the car um puts me in handcuffs tases me and then releases me and lets me go what mind you right mind you i had on like my company uniform as well so he was fully aware that i worked for a a pretty prominent radio station (laughs) um end up like deleting the evidence the everything essentially when i called to report it because i wasn't even going to report it because i'm like well who who do i tell the police on the police you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know um and at the time i was 22 so i had just graduated college Mm. um may got assaulted in october i think it was october 11th to be exact and Child, I was just like, I don't know what to do, but I had bruises Whoa. on my leg. Like he literally oh. assaulted me, and I think a, a week went by, and one of my aunts saw my leg, and she was like, "Girl, what happened to you?" I was like, "Nothing." She was like, "Well, that won't look like nothing." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, well, this police officer kind of like I told her story." She's like, "What? Why?" Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wasn't having it. Was not having like, it. <laughs> she, mind you, this. Time had passed and the bruises were still prominent on mm. my leg. Like they didn't fade, they were still there. Mm. So I kid you not, within 24 hours, it was on the news, child. <laughs> as it should, as it should be. Within 24 hours, it was on the news. She had made so many phone calls and was like, no, call this investigator, blah, 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 blah. And when I called them, they were looking at me, they're like, no, ma'am, he didn't make a stop after like five o'clock and i was like well, it goes that shit. Too. right so, i was like mm, yeah i want to make me seem like i'm crazy like i just bruised myself like i know for a fact they're like no he didn't make a stop he he's not even zoned for that district like when i say it was like i was a crazy person so the only thing that saved me were the bruises mm. and he had written me some tickets Mm-hmm. Well, okay. when they searched the searched the um, database for the tickets, they didn't find the tickets. Like he had scheduled the court date for Thanksgiving Day. Like it was just some just off the wall nonsense, right? So it makes the news, and it's it's on a few different stations, TV stations, um, and even Steve Harvey had got a hold of it and mentioned it. And I want to say, I think Ricky Smiley spoke on it. And mind you, they work within Radio 1 as well. But I don't okay. think that, like, I don't know Steve Harvey personally. So I'm not really sure how, you know, he got the story. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Smiley, I do know him personally, but at the time, I hadn't seen him in a, a long time. So, I, again, I don't know how they got the story. But either way, they were speaking on it. And so I get to work, and none of us are speaking on it. None of, like, my co-workers, like, my immediate peers, the people I'm on the show with, there was radio silent, literally dead air. Like, nothing. There was no, let's rally behind Cree, let's support Cree, nothing. What? Even so much, my boss at the time, his name is Tim Davies, the guy that I started this boycott over, <laughs> who was a white guy. So the white male got to be in his like 50s, 60s. I don't know. Either mm-hmm. way, he has aged out of the demographic. Okay. 
So meaning we are not, he's not our target demographic. And even if he was, he's aged out of it (laughs) times two. Um, So he calls me in his office and he's like, hey, Cree, like, are you okay? And I'm just looking like, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know. I never, and that's what I said. I said, I mean, I've never been assaulted by police. I'm sorry before. I don't know. <laughs> um, and he was like, what did he say? He made it a point, mind you. I had not asked if we could talk about it on air. I hadn't, I hadn't really made a big deal at work again because I was censoring. I had almost mm-hmm. programmed myself to just censor. Um, and he says, well, Cree, I don't think you should make a big deal about this because I, you don't need to overshadow your other employees. There are other people that have things going on and you, this isn't a big deal. Um, so don't, don't speak about this. Just keep moving through your day. And I'm literally just like, I'm trying to figure out if what he's saying to me is what I think he's saying to me. So I'm just looking like, mm. okay. So, cause I'm real, like optimistic and bubbly at times. So I'm just like, okay, like I brush it off because I'm like, there's no way that you just <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So I'm like, well, you know what? That's fine. Well, how about we do something with our listeners um, so we can educate them and let them know how to handle situations like this. I said, because I feel like there are other things that I could have done to better educate myself. Because at the time, literally, when it happened, my phone died. So I mm. could have gone missing and no one would have known yeah. because my phone was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff like that. Phone was dead and I didn't, when I got home, I was crying so bad. I didn't even put on a charger. Like I was just something so simple like that, right? And so I, mm-hmm. I let him know that. I was like, I think this would be good for our listeners to know. Mind Absolutely. you, this is one of the biggest radio stations like exactly. in Atlanta. <laughs> he says, and I quote, okay, should have been recording this conversation. Um, he literally says, I don't think that that would be a good idea um, because that doesn't directly affect our target demographic. Our target demographic, that is wow. black. Only black. It's not like, right. it's, it's not even that, like we, we're like a crossover station. When you go to the site, it says number one source for urban radio. Urban is number for black. So exactly, exactly. we're not talking to white people. We're not talking to Asian people. We're only talking to black people. Mm. And hey, uh, people of Spanish descent, they might, you know what I'm saying, be listening. Mm-hmm. But they're not, you know what I'm saying? So exactly, exactly. He literally says, yeah, no, that doesn't affect the target demographic. That wouldn't be a good idea. So I'm just What's like, it? our target demographic, who is me? Who it just affected? It would, okay. I just said, okay. Mm. And I just I just literally just walked out. And he sent me, I think like my next check, there was like an extra, some extra dollars attached to it. And he was like, other employees, didn't get this. Just make sure you don't say anything to other. The fuck? Essentially, like a like a hush, like a hush. You get what I'm saying? Um, and mm. yes. So again, I'm 22, and I'm I'm still trying to process it. But because I wasn't surrounded by people that felt as passionate about the situation as I did on the inside, I didn't know how to bring it out. You get what I'm saying? Like it wasn't mm. at the time. It wasn't cool. Black Lives Mattering wasn't cool. You right. know. 
Right. <laughs> like, people want chanting and cheering and rooting for black people and black women and black businesses. Like it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing. thing. Right. And I knew that. And so I'm just like, on questions with Korea, I'll kind of throw it in there. Like, hey guys, make sure you are protecting yourself. Make sure you're, you know, whatever. But it wasn't like straight on. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And so I always left with that. So when the boycotts and protests started, I went out there just to see, and it really kind of moved me. And so I got involved, and I just started speaking at protests and sharing my story, and it became really therapeutic. And that was 2020. So fast forward to April of this year, I was like, something is still holding me back. What is holding me back? What is holding me back? So I went on like a fast last September. And I cut mm. out everything, honey. Everything. I was mm. only drinking water, waking up at 5.30 in the morning, going to the gym, only listening to, like, sermons. And, God, what what is holding me back? And wow. the only thing left was the radio station. And I was like, okay, I have to let it go. Because it's not serving me. They're not even in the community protesting. Like, there's there was nothing regarding Black Lives Matter. All 2020. It was cool. Black Lives Mattering was cool. No, radio station said nothing. Mm. They may said something here and there, but considering you're in a black city and it's a black station that's owned by how a could black you person, not exactly? How could you not? How could you not? And so it just infuriated me even more because I'm like, y'all could rally behind me, and now y'all can mm. even rally behind y'all own city. Like, it, I can't be a part of this. Like, it's just no. too much. It's too. It's just too much. Um, there's too many things that aren't being said by a communications company. It don't make right. sense. Right. And mm. literally, after I made that decision, I'm like, something is still. I'm. I'm missing something. And April, I sat down and wrote out how I felt. In like a poem, spoken word form recorded that video, posted it, and my phone went zonkers. <laughs> mm. Because mm. I had sent my official res- resignation letter in January. Okay. Like January 29th, I sent it. And I sat with it. And April, honey, I just mm. opened up the can of worms and was essentially educating people on the fact that this is a Black-owned company, great, but it's white run so Mm -hmm. what do we do with that because if it's white run is our agenda still being pushed or is it being halted right is it is it being held for ransom like Mm -hmm. because yeah you can have a black owned company but if the black people are still being treated as minorities in the company what's the point of black owned company exactly exactly and a lot of people didn't know that and so that's essentially why I started the boycott because it's not okay for Mm -hmm. us to have this conglomerate of a media company. It's one of the biggest black owned media companies in the world. Mm. Yet it is single-handedly run by white people. And again, I'm not saying anything is wrong with white people, but they do not understand what it takes and what it is like being black in this country. Therefore, they cannot empathize or sympathize with us. No. So that's why they see Afros as a threat, or that's why they see Bantu knots as a threat, or that's why they see different hair colors as a threat because that's not where they come from. Right. So then when you have a boss like Tim Davies, 
and you have a girl, a young woman like Cree Montague who gets assaulted, he's never had to deal with that. He's a white he's man. Not. He's a white privileged man. You're right. Never. So I'm like, in his eyes, of course he would think that that doesn't affect our target demographic because he does not have any inclination of who the target demographic is or what they mm-hmm. go through. And so that's why I started the boycott because we need adequate representation. It is important to have black vice presidents and black general managers because at the end of the day, they set precedence for the culture. Yeah. You think it's these entertainers. No, it's the hmm. people behind the entertainers. Mm-hmm. So who, on it. I'm, I'm going out into this world and I'm speaking as a radio personality. And really, I just feel like a puppet because my white general manager doesn't even sit in meetings with us. Mm. And I'm looking like they don't bother nobody else that he don't never in the meetings. Mm. It don't bother nobody else that this man never, he's never around. Right. And he gets bonuses and he collects checks. You have employees that weren't paid. I spoke to an employee because once I posted the video, so many mm-hmm. other employees started from different markets now. This wasn't even Atlanta. Different markets across the country are reaching out. This happened in my market. This happened in my market. They released mm. me because I changed my hair color and the white um, white person had the same hair color. Yes. This is, mind you, this is all in a black-owned company. Now, it'll be mm-hmm. different if it was a white-owned company because right. you kind of understand, all right, I'm going to let me, let me, right. let me censor myself. You right. know what I'm saying? Let me put the censor on. Let me put on my voice. Let me put on my little flats and, and mm-hmm. put on my little low-bun ponytail. But when you are working for a black company, you expect, there's an expectation of pride, like, oh, I can go in here and I can Right, of culture. Yes, absolutely. And so when you get there, it's not that. And so that's that's why I'm just, I've been going so hard. And so that's mm-hmm. where Hughes versus Hughes came from because, you know, social media, I was shadow banned. And so mm. people were no longer like seeing what I was talking about, seeing the boycott, just vanished. Damn. Like you would search my name, nothing would come up. Damn. Like that bad. Like it was like, oh, you do not exist. So I found a distribution company that is black owned and they, I put all the videos that I had um, written put those on like a in like an EP album form. And I was like, you know what? I'll just take it to another platform. Hmm. And instead of it just being on Instagram now, it's on all the platforms. Everywhere hmm. you can listen to anything, SoundCloud, Pandora, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Bebo, MySpace, everything. <laughs> Every place you can listen to music, TikTok, Instagram, it is everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And Hughes, which is H-E-E-S represents the color of people, colored people rather. Mm-hmm. And Hughes is H-E-G-H-E-S, which is actually the name of the woman who owns the company. So her mm. name is Kathy Hughes, and she is the founder of Radio One, Urban One, all of the ones. Mm. So it's a black woman that owns the company whose last name is Hughes. And then because I was speaking on behalf of colored people, I chose the word Hughes, and it's Hughes versus Hughes. And it I like that. I like that though. (laughs) Thank you. It goes down telling just a different story about the difference between a white and a black man. 
in a black owned mm. company. It tells stories of different black women that were assaulted, that were um, lost their jobs, or they were um, sexually harassed. Like it tells the stories of the different employees that were not paid, that didn't get raises, that got a bonus of $60. What is a, bo- a $60 bonus? Okay, that ain't shit. That is, I mean, that is. <laughs> you take more taxes out of my check. No, for real. So that's why I'm like, you know what? Mm. If people stop listening to this station, to these stations, they won't have a choice but to start listening to their target demographic. Um, and that's, I know that was a very long answer, but that's I had to okay. give all the back. No, we need we needed the whole Wawapi with that because I was really interested to know like the whole thing that went down with that, and I'm happy you explained it. Man, the media game and censorship that shit is real. Ethics that shit is real, and you you hit some shit on the head with that. Like I I've experienced some of that in college, and that's why I don't work at no corporation right now <laughs> because. How could they not back you up on that? And you're a fucking employee of the company, a child yeah. at the time. Like well, I mean, I was you, grown. The news, yeah, like right. I'm like, the, yeah. what? What? Yeah, it was, and I, I feel like I was so in the moment at the time. I didn't realize just how alone I was. Mm. Because when you're surrounded by people, you can kind of for. You you forget, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it, it did not really dawn on me until after the fact, just how alone I was in that situation. Because I'm just like, I don't know what to do, you know. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, but going through everything that just happened with George Floyd and me just speaking about it and people hearing hearing me and understanding where I was coming from. I was like, mm-hmm. so there are people that exist. I wasn't crazy for feeling this way. Right. <laughs> no, right. no, for real. Right. Right. It's like, okay, wow. wow. I they're like, wow, that happened to you. That happened to you. I'm like, yeah, y'all are making a big deal out of this. And they're like, because it is. Because it like, is, right. Well, the people that saw me grow up, they wasn't making a big deal out of this. So I didn't I didn't no, you know, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was the slowly but surely uncensoring moment when that police officer assaulted me. He he, he knocked some sense into me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, it had to happen that way. But definitely, I don't feel like if I hadn't have been assaulted, I wouldn't have ever woken up. Mm. Mm. probably would have still been been there trying to chase this dream of of, right. being, uh, of um staying stagnant you know right Stagnancy. right i don't know if that's a word but mm-hmm. yeah it's, no it's, that's it's that's crazy <laughs> and i mean yeah you're not and it's it's fucked up because there's so many other you know black people that have to deal with that and i'm it hurts me to know other people that you were around yeah. did not care to get involved at that time but i'm happy that you did you know what you did afterwards yeah. and bringing this to light now you're just like you know a true activist i would say for lots of other things you know cuz you've protested <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but you you've been on protests. You've been a part of lots of other things too. Um, in regards to all of the treatment of Black people, you know, here in America. So, do you feel like we need to have more of just togetherness, or you know, how can we continue to help other situations like yours, where Black people don't feel alone when they go through shit? Um, I, I genuinely would just say there needs to be like a level of grace and a level of understanding mm. um, or, or no willingness to understand. Okay. Like how can I understand what is going on? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if there was someone at the time that was like, how can I help you? That could have started bringing it out of me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like, all right, let me know if you need anything. No. Let me know if you need anything. Is That's just so vague. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. How it is. can I help you? What is it that you need? Forces that person to think about, well, dang, what do I need? Right. What do I want out of this situation? It goes back to that self-reflection. Like, mm-hmm. how did this affect me? How did this make mm-hmm. me feel? What can I What What can I do? Yeah, and and so I feel like just now as a as a community as a whole, we have to just come from a place of understanding. Look, mm-hmm. I understand you reacted this way, but what is really going on? Right, and and not just leave not just leave it there. Oh, they said it was good. Hmm. Again, <laughs> that's just because they weren't ready, mm-hmm. or, or they didn't feel like you genuinely wanted to know. Right, you know, because one of my old co-workers was saying, Well, Cree, I asked you like if you were good. I'm like, asking me if I was good. I don't I I say yeah because I didn't know. I didn't feel like you were willing to understand what I was going through. Because if mm-hmm. you were willing to understand, you would have took initiative, you know. Exactly. Like, exactly. You, you would have done more. Like, exactly. Exactly. It wouldn't have just been like, Oh shit, you said she good, so well, <laughs> What else am I going to say that I, mm-hmm. I I go home and I'm scared? The the place that it happened literally was off of the exit that I have to take every day. So every single day since it's happened, I flash back every single day. There's not a mm. day. There are times where I won't even go home because I didn't want to have to pass that exit. Mm. And it's not like, you know how you have some exits where you can... Just go to the next one. No, if you go to the next one, if you pass that one, you it's gonna be fifteen minutes before. Yeah. So now, damn, why <laughs> you can't ride down the block? It's not like a oh okay, let me get up on the exit afterwards because the exit afterwards is like fifteen damn. minutes. So then now I'm thinking, oh damn, damn. I got all the way over here. Why am I driving all the way over here? Oh, because I was trying damn. to avoid the exit. Why was I trying to avoid the exit? So then I go down the rabbit hole. So it's like there's no getting away from it. It's something mm. that happened. And the people that were in my life at the time did not show up for me. Mm. And that will stick stick with me forever. Like, there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can say. To, you weren't there. You were right. literally in my face and you weren't there, which hurts even more. when <laughs> You're with people and you still feel alone. So I think it, it definitely starts with just having that willingness to understand. Mm. And not reacting based off of people that aren't the source of information. Because <laughs> we'll get some information and 
we'll react based off of it. But it's like, is that the source of the information? Like, right. go to the source and see how you can understand their side. Where are they coming from? And that's it. Even with mm-hmm. the boycott, I'm just like, I just want y'all to understand. Exactly. You you see it as just putting a white person in this place, but I see it as taking away the legacy we are working so hard to leave. Mm. Meaning, you see it as just a position. I see it as a generator for even more gentrification. Meaning, because he doesn't understand the validity of owning property. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because he does understand it and it's been passed right, down right. to him. He does not understand the necessity to teach it to our people. And since he does not care because he's never had to go without, he's not telling uh, us as radio personalities, hey, I think this would be good. Hey, we should throw this in there. Hey, we should throw in some financial literacy programs. Hey, we should throw in a police reform or not police reform, a police um um, gathering with different mm-hmm. civilians so we can get the police side of you know what I'm saying because police mm-hmm. are people too so mm-hmm. what is it that they go through how can we understand mm-hmm. what they're up against so then they can understand what we're up against no so people think okay yeah she's just boycotting no I'm boycotting for a much bigger reason right because the place that I live in is being gentrified at a rapid rate mm. but I can't imagine the amount of people that would have kept their homes if the radio station did a radio farm where they raised money for people that couldn't afford their property taxes. You got people losing their homes for $1,500 because they couldn't afford the property tax. But if we did a radio thon to just raise the money, make it make sense. If we're the number one source for urban media why are we not doing it's it, to me it's yeah. like it, it's very simple but you're right we get it they don't get it they don't want to get it they don't want to understand yeah. it have they reached out to you since then at all in regards to any of this no and that's honestly i i don't even i don't they have not to answer your question no they haven't mm-hmm. but they did however give all the employees in the company are raised. So they definitely, when I say they know exactly who I am, what I'm saying, they know. And my thing is, I didn't even say give them a raise. Right. And thank you for, for giving them a raise and paying them what they're worth. But who's to say that the raise is enough? Exactly. That don't suffice <laughs> nothing. Like, Hell right? no. Like, you are supposed to be nice to people. Like, you're supposed to treat them adequately you're supposed mm-hmm. to pay them what they're it's not like you get a cookie for doing what you're supposed to do you're right. supposed to do that, to do that hate, what, do you, <laughs> what do you mean but in you doing that you could have reached out to me you know what i'm saying like so the mm-hmm. energy is there it's just being misplaced they sent him on a two-week vacation spending money on him again so in doing that robin look in doing that they could have easily been like you know what pre how? How can we understand and make the necessary changes? Mm. Do you realize I went to Apple Music and Hughes versus Hughes wasn't on there? So apparently I'm still stuck on the they sent this nigga on vacation. I'm still stuck. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> what and, the fuck? And that is exactly what I'm talking about. So the energy again is there. It is just being misplaced. Continuously being misplaced because the time it took for you to call Apple and True. get Hughes versus Hughes taken down, yeah. you could have just called me. Exactly. You could have recognized. My number is the same. My mm. email address is the same. You have access to me, but because you want to not understand and run around the problem, the problem mm -hmm. still exists. Still I just exists. said fire him and replace him with someone that adequately represents our community. That right. is the only thing I have stated. That's mm -hmm. it. I've shed mm -hmm. light on other issues, but my main agenda, my main focus has not changed since day one. Fire mm. him. That's mm. who needs to go. And they haven't done it. <laughs> Damn, y'all. We gonna, we can't <laughs> Hey y'all, y'all can't fuck with the radio one G. Y'all can't fuck with none of that shit, fam. <laughs> Real shit, G. Yeah, we can't fuck yes. with none of that. We can't do it, G. And I'm I'm a firm <laughs> believer in not you know supporting motherfuckers and hitting them where it hurts. And definitely for those type of corporations, streams, views, listeners, like hey, cut that shit out because that's wrong on so many levels. And there's so many other ways we can still get what we need, but we feel like this is all that they're giving us. We can get that shit to other places, y'all. But when it's wrong, it's wrong. Like, when it's wrong, it's wrong. That's yeah. it. Y'all wrong Thank as hell. <laughs> like, that's yeah. wild. I didn't know. I didn't know the whole backstory on that. So I'm happy you told me because I'm like, I've always heard of it as being, yeah, a black company, like black mm -hmm. as fuck. So for you to say that, it's like, what? That meant that to me. Everyone said the same thing. Yeah. Like, to me, that makes sense definitely with your clothing. I see you got some clothing that's out as well. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay, what what you say? The meaning behind it all? Question, question everything. Yes. <laughs> question it all. Like question definitely everything. And it's it's just when I say it was, and I'm like, wow. There's sometimes I'll get down on myself mm -hmm. because I'm like, Cree, how did you not see this? Mm -hmm. It was right there. You were in that situation for close to six years. Mm -hmm. Were you that blinded by? being on stage and being on the radio that you didn't see what was what they were really taking from you mm -hmm. and so now i'm just like dang was i just a dumbass damn i was just dumb but then i had to realize like that. okay yeah. right it's like no creed like you had to go through that so then you could speak on it and, and tell mm -hmm. people because when i'm telling them they're like well creed there's other black owned stations and i'm like you missing it it is right. black owned and white run Right. Those other Black-owned stations are Black-owned and Black-run. And the mm -hmm. other stations that have Black personalities are White-owned companies. They're White-owned mm -hmm. companies, White-run companies. You get what you get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't speak on White-owned, White-run. I didn't experience that. I'm speaking on Black-owned, White-run. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, that is the epitome of a contradiction. That's the epitome of going moving backwards <laughs> oh for real absolutely it it it's fucked up man but i'm happy that you were able to elaborate on this this is something i think a lot of media people of color specifically need to know everything that glitters ain't gold y'all and just because they got this fancy ass name it does not mean that they're gonna do good by you so 
I'm happy that you elaborated on that. So, I mean, how, how have you been moving past that since, you know, that's gone, you put your resignation in? Like, how are you moving now as far as the media world? And are you not still shadow banned, are you? Because I was able to find your shit. I sure look <laughs> like. Um, yeah, so I think it's slowly but surely coming back. Um, and I kind of had to, like, take a step back because I was getting, what's the word? I was getting annoyed and kind of mm. down because I'm just like, Oh my God, it's so annoying. Like, yeah. you know, excuse me. And then just losing followers. Like we, we live in a social media age. So as much as people want to say, oh, the followers don't matter or this doesn't matter, it matters. Like, let's mm. cut the shit. It matters. Um, and just seeing that, I had to realize that that did not equate to my success. Mm. And that didn't equate to my story and, and, and what I have essentially brought out of out of me um and a part of me was kind of happy I was shadow banned because it just pushed me more you know what I'm saying and I I was forced to be creative okay creative Mm -hmm. this is a message you're trying to get what are you gonna do like how Mm -hmm. much does it matter to you and people at this point they're like shoot let me hear what she's saying because she always has a song (laughs) (laughs) but if I hadn't have gone through the the um, motions of putting out a project released on all these different platforms and getting billboards, they wouldn't take me serious. You get what I'm saying? Because people yeah. don't respond to reason. They respond to irrationality. So they're like, mm. oh, she is she is not playing. Like, Let me mm-hmm. just turn the radio off together. I don't know who I'm listening to. I'm just going to turn the radio off altogether. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, that's what I'm saying. Turn them all off. At this point, turn them, turn all, them off. all off. And so I feel like it is it's it's helped me move um to answer your question it has helped me keep moving and it's it's like a the devil is constantly i don't know if it's the devil or if it's god but something is pushing me forward like okay Kree, you did this let's keep it moving mm-hmm. all right you did this let's keep it moving and so just with media i am i'm seeing it for what it is <laughs> And there are events that, like, for instance, um, there was, like, a big party that happened earlier this year. And I was going to try to figure out how I could go. And I'm like, I really want to go. I really want to go. And my mentee, I was telling it to her. I was like, I'm probably going to go. But I don't really have anything to wear. Like, it just wasn't aligning. Mm. And a part of me was just like, well, I'm going to be in a room with a lot of people that may not. A lot of people Mm. who I used to run with. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people in the industry that may or may not agree with what I said, that maybe, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, right. I was going to be against adversity if I had gone to that particular event. Um, but I wanted to go because, again, that's what I'm used to. I'm used to going right. out to different events and, you know, parties. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's fun. And mm-hmm. she looked at me, she said, Cree, you don't even like those people. Hmm. Why? You don't even like being in that 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 arena like that's not you it was you for a period of time but that's not who you are like you don't why are you going to be seen you don't and when i said well damn i'm a mentee mentor or are you because right you just checked the hell out of me i mean i and i live with that i'm like hey she really like got me together mm-hmm. <laughs> but it i was thankful for it because she's like Kree, what those people wouldn't go to bat for you Mm. those people 
they didn't go to bat for you when when you needed it. So why would you allow right. them? Why would you allow them in your space again? Why would you even want to be around people that don't care about you? I was like, damn. I guess I'm just gonna sit at home then. Right. Okay. Just went out. <laughs> so I think just me looking at media, I'm I'm seeing it for what it is. Okay. Um, and understanding that, you know, I made a choice to no longer create a moment, but create a memory. Um, and it's, it's it, I will say it's been hard. Stop it. It has been hard. It's been really lonely. It's been quiet. It's been like, oh my gosh, like, I really have to figure it out mm-hmm. um, versus going to a job every day, knowing what to do, knowing what events are coming up, like there that pattern is gone. Um, right. But it also has just brought me clarity. And now I'm just like, I'm not wasting time on stuff I don't have to do. You know, mm. I don't care if I'm not seen. I don't. I don't care because I know now more of who I am. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's just pushing me, pushing me in a different direction. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> this is so inspiring, like for real. Because oh, I'm, you know, media person. I I just feel you. Like it's just like, oh my god. Like it's just very inspiring to me, and I'm excited to see what you're going to do because I know you're going to do great shit. Like you're going to do great shit regardless. You already doing great so. shit, but you're going to do great shit. Like for real. And you don't fuck. Look. Well, I'm like, fuck them. Like that shit really pissed me off. Like for real. Like whoo, that really pissed yeah, me no. off. But I mean, I feel like you can do so much still. You have such a great following and I feel like people still rock with you so hard, mm-hmm. like from everywhere, you know, despite this. Right, yeah. And I, I do think that. I think it's more so me now just getting out of my own head. Okay. Because there are a lot of things where I'm <clears throat> questioning everything, literally. <laughs> and I'll just, okay, well, what about this? What about this? Like, I'm, I feel like now I'm, I'm kind of, like, overthinking it. Because it's different when you have, like, a bigger name attached to your name. Or when right. your name is attached to a bigger name. Because it's like... You don't really have to explain too much. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a radio personality here. Right. And it's like, oh shoot, all right. Versus, right. no, I am Cree Montague, and people are like, and okay, like you know what I'm saying? So, oh, wow. so it's like, okay, and <laughs> you're here because so it's it's like now I am building my own name and creating that legacy and being the change I wish to see and it's so easy to say but child right I'm like there are days I'm like I'm gonna just be a follower because (laughs) followers have more fun ignorance is bliss okay look (laughs) today's the day fuck it just forget it just forget it look that's funny no Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm excited still to see what you'll have in the future, you know, what you're going to be doing. Um, you are a great, you know, activist and you've been involved in a lot of things in regards to moving, you know, the positivity of black people, which I love wholeheartedly. I do a lot here where I'm at too. I love that for real. I do. I love that. So we've been chopping it up, y'all. I know y'all been listening. It's been good. Look, people, yeah, it's been, been good. Shout out to y'all that's tuned in, that shared this for sure. 
But before you go, I do just want to, again, kind of get some more advice on you to anybody that's maybe struggling, trying to find themselves, you know, in the world or find their purpose. What would you tell somebody, you know, that's struggling, I guess, to be comfortable with who they are? Oh, um, I would say what I have learned with the like, life change that I've endured or, or gone through um, that thing that you are uncertain as to how people will react that is what your purpose is so mm-hmm. whatever thing that you you hide from the world whatever thing that you don't know what people are going to say or you don't want people to know that you do or or you think about all the time it's just in the back of your mind like whatever that is that is your passion not what you're doing for other people to see or just doing just to do whatever the hell is back here that's your passion because I now feel fulfilled Mm. and in my heart I always knew I wanted to be an activist. Like, you have people that love Martin Luther King. No. I thought I was Martin Luther King when I was little. Like, <laughs> I loved Martin Luther King. Like, you couldn't tell me. I loved him so much. Like, I'm. you about to make me cry just how much I loved him. Like, oh. I just couldn't understand how I could love somebody this much that I had mm. never met ever in my life. Like, mm. I thought I was Martin Luther King. When I was on the debate team in high school, I would recite his speeches. And I mm. won, like, state championships reciting his speeches. And I'm like, I'm, I'm Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, like, to this day, I'll just listen to his speeches. Just listen to them. Just because. I'm just like, wow, like, that... Mm. That is the type of time I'm trying to be on. Like yeah. I, I, I want to literally leave a, a lasting legacy. Um, and so <clears throat> I'm just like, I didn't know how to get it out, if that makes sense. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get into activism in like my late 30s. Like that was my plan. Like, you know what? I know I want to be an activist. So maybe in my late 30s, that'll be a good time to start. <laughs> and... In the back of my mind, it was, it was always there, always there. Even in radio, when things would happen and I was looking around, my coworkers wouldn't say anything. I'll be so upset. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? I'm surrounded no, by crazy people. Right. And I, like I said, I just didn't know how to get it out, and it was something that I would hide. A part of me was afraid that I wouldn't, <clears throat> I would always be single, um, because who. What man nowadays wants this big powerhouse activist woman? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I was hiding it. I was hiding it from my coworkers because I'm like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let me just be cool. Like, let me not be conscious because that scares people. Mm-hmm. And that's where that, that censorship came from. And when I stopped doing that, I truly, truly, when I say truly, felt like I was finally being myself Mm. like finally like yeah the radio was cool but that's why when I would go out to events I wasn't having fun because that wasn't me 
but it's like oh you're this pretty you're this tall girl like mm -hmm. like you have a face like you're supposed to be in this and I'm like okay like you know how they tell tall mm -hmm. people play basketball you talk right. you play basketball and it's like I don't even like basketball but I'm gonna just play it and everybody <laughs> saying I should do it so it was yeah. that thing like oh yeah like you're so beautiful you have a nice voice you should be on radio and I'm like mm. okay well let me just be on radio you know mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just lacking substance and mm. that activism was always in the back of our minds, always. I say every single day, every, every day it would haunt me. So if you are struggling with trying to find your passion or your purpose, it is whatever you are hiding. Yeah. Whatever it is that you aren't releasing, whatever it is you're afraid that people, uh, how they're going to react, that is, <laughs> I promise you, mm. because I've seen my life change because I started truly being myself. I was always myself, but I was not living in my purpose self. Mm. And okay. if you just sit right here, I'm like, there's a difference. Being yourself mm -hmm. and being your purposeful self are two different things. And for whoever it is struggling, take the time and sit down and think about what it is you're hiding. What it is you've gotten so good at hiding that you didn't forgot that you hit it. Like, yeah, for real. You, hit it, you buried mm. it so far down. What is it? And that is exactly what you are supposed to do because it's scary living in your purpose. I'm not going to lie to you. It is, it is scary and you don't know how the world is going to react. Right. But when you realize that it's not about the world, it's about you, your purpose, everything will fall into place. Everything. Like activists don't pay shit. Okay. Activists, radio wasn't paying, <laughs> but activism don't pay nothing. So, <laughs> but I also know that it's something that will pay off. Yeah. And that, that's just how I look at it. So like I said, if you struggle with your purpose, sit down with yourself, figure out what you are hiding. And that is your purpose. <laughs> yes. Okay, look. Yeah. I'm gonna, gonna have me tearing up in here, y'all. <laughs> no. No, no, absolutely though. No. Absolutely though. No. This is just so inspiring to me, really. Like this has just been very motivating, just insightful. And you know, I feel like everybody could use this type of conversation because it's not just, you know, this don't just apply to media. This applies to anything in your life. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with something and an unjust, you know, happens, you need to make sure that you voice your opinion, make sure that you're good and you're around people that want you to be good as well. Yeah. So I appreciate you for sharing that. I mean, you didn't have Thank to, you but you did. Oh, you me. did. <laughs> you shared it. Yes. I'm getting better with not crying because it was a few points in there. I was like, all right, I'm getting a little emotional. Girl, okay. I'm telling you, I was trying to, I had to look away a little bit. Like, I don't want to be doing all this on the camera because she might think I'm soft, but. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because it was serious. No, but I have enjoyed talking to you. Um, I'm definitely, you know, interested to keep up with you in any other events or any other media endeavors that you'll be doing. Definitely let me know because I support you 100,000% here in Chicagoland, Midwest. You know what I'm saying? We yes. rocking 100% yes. up here for you, okay? Thank I do have you your IG it. scrolling, of course. But, I mean, is that how you like for people to keep up with you mainly on your IG? Um. Yeah, so either you can 
follow me on Instagram or not follow me, doesn't matter. But <laughs> hey, whatever you keep up with people, you can go to questions with Cree. It's questions with QRI. Um, then there's like a link tree, like a link in the bio that'll take you to Hughes versus Hughes. So you can hear the story. That'll take you to my website if you want to purchase um, questionable apparel. That'll take you to my email address if you want to ask me a question. That'll take you literally to <laughs> absolutely everything Cree. Um, or if you want to just talk to me, you can DM me. Sometimes I'm slow to reply, but I always try to make sure I got a reply. Um, and also, I'm about to try to put together a tour um to go on tour doing <laughs> you like oh you saved that for the end <laughs> okay right oh okay oh okay so <laughs> i am really trying to and this is something i tried to do literally that was my goal for 2020 <laughs> and you see how things happen so my goal for this next year of life is to go on tour um teaching people how to be cool and conscious um and raising awareness for people just regarding self accountability and helping them find their super it. their superpowers because I feel like yes. we all have superpowers. So I'm gonna be like this superhero teaching other people what their superpower is. Oh, <laughs> the oh, period, period. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You are so funny. absolutely. That's gonna be lit. Wait, so you are gonna start doing that next year? No, I want to. My Do goal it. was to have oh, five um, booked events by the end okay. of the year. So Girl, let me know. Do- I'm there. Look, <laughs> like, I was going to up. do at least five this year. Because I used to do it in college, but then I kind of stopped when nice. I started focusing more on radio. So I've already right. done a tour, but okay. now I can solely focus on doing this. Um, and now I have a little a little twist to my life. Before it was just this you know, this socialite radio personality, but now right. it's this, okay, this cool and conscious person. Like, how Absolutely. do I find that balance? What is my superpower? She found hers. What is mine? And so that's yes. essentially what I'm going to be touring around teaching people, you know? <laughs> I love you know I mean? yeah, That's dope, though. That's dope. Yay. See, this is how we heal, y'all. This is how we heal, for real. People deal with a lot of childhood traumas and, and all types mm. of things. And then you get to adulthood and you be wondering why you kind of fucked up a little bit. It's because you don't, you ain't find your purpose. You ain't find that superpower. Like that's super dope, man. Like I love that. You Thank need to you let me know the dates. I'll, I'll fly yeah. out. I'll, you know, I'll, we'll pull up. Hey, I, I might be able to come to Chicago. Honey. Girl, let me know because we will be there. Okay. We, I will be there, okay? Yeah. I would definitely bring some people, and we would love to be in that workshop, for sure. Like, I that would be it. super dope. Thank <laughs> you, girl. You are such a great yes. spirit. Such oh, great thank spirit. you. You are a great spirit. Like, seriously, you are great. Like I said, I'm happy that you feel comfortable enough to just give us your story, and that's so inspiring. I'm going to rewatch this again because, y'all, I'm telling y'all. Please I get it. Like, I can woo! repost it. Please okay. send it yes. I'm definitely going to make sure I do that to you. Uh, send it to you so you can have that. Shout out to everybody that tuned in, though. We got a lot of shares. People were commenting, <laughs> talking about this was a great topic. So shout out to y'all for tuning in. We definitely appreciate that. Um, shout out to y'all for subscribing to Pillow Talk, man. Y'all know y'all can subscribe to me, streaming on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio. So this will definitely be on there. Because, listen, this was one of those. I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> This was great. I I do agree. This is this is really really good. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. 
Yes, it was so good. So again, I really do appreciate you, Cree. Like this was so dope for real. Thank you, Robin. Yes. I'm gonna keep you updated. I'm super okay. excited. Let me know. Let me know. Chicago. Okay. <laughs> we can go wild. I'll take you out. Everything. Yes. Okay, out on the town for real. (laughs) We will do it. We will do it. But no, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all so much for watching. As always, sending love and light to everybody.